0: Hi, and welcome to All This in the Oscars 2, AwardsDaily.com's podcast on the Oscars. My name is Sasha Stone. I'm the founder of AwardsDaily.com. I'm here with three of our editors, Ryan Adams, Clarence Moy, and Mark Johnson. Hello, guys.
1: Hello. Hi.
0: Hello, everybody. Hi.
1: Hello.
0: So we're, we're <laughs> heading into October, which in a normal year would be peak Oscar Actually, we're out of October and into November. So, like,
1: it's November.
0: In years past, that November, Mark, don't you have a birthday around now?
1: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit.
0: When is your birthday? Not today. Uh,
1: the, seven, the
0: 17th. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll keep yeah. that in mind. Um, I know that because he's a Scorpio. <laughs> That's yeah. like one of the only things I know about Mark. I am. He's a Scorpio. All right. So, um, the uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Dune because it's, it's kind of a big movie. And I think we could talk about that vis-a-vis um, The Last Duel and these kind of two big movies that came out that got, I think, very different receptions and whether or not we think they both have a shot Oscar-wise. And uh, maybe a little bit about Ridley Scott's double whammy this year and how that's going to go. I'm seeing um, House of Gucci tomorrow oh, nice. at the Academy. We'll see how that that goes. And then we thought we would just try to talk a little bit about the Oscar squad, which is our awards daily assembling of names to do predictions that Clarence is putting together. And then we're going to do like a deep dive into the main categories and see if we have front runners, if there are any challengers, where we think that the acting races are going right now. So um, so let's start with Dune. Ryan, you saw Dune finally. Do you like it?
2: I saw Dune three times already. Oh, my God. Oh, my
0: God.
2: That's
3: almost I nine could, hours of your life. I
1: know. <laughs> Wow! <laughs>
2: That's nine hours I spent all year I mean nice. I really liked a lot the first time but I, I couldn't get we, we didn't get um, IMAX seats the first time and so nice. I knew and had to see it again because it's really not even the same movie you know because I mean there's just so it just has so much more impact than IMAX and I, and then IMAX was so good I wanted to see it again right away in the same format. And so I, you know, I've I've loved the book ever since I was a teenager, and I've liked even I liked all the other versions before. I liked the Lynch version, I liked mm-hmm. the, the TV version that was several years ago or nice. twenty years ago, or whenever it was. And so this is totally different from all of those and better than everything else, and just everything that I ever in, visualized that the that the book was, the movie gave me finally. And so I know that a lot of people th- say that it um, doesn't seem like a lot happens, but really. The plot is not that the the plot is pretty simple, really, and this doesn't have a really complex plot, Mm -hmm. and it is only half of the book, and so I wasn't expecting it to be anything more than exactly what it was, and so I was really happy with it.
0: Um, so did you see it in the theater or just all on on? uh... Oh yeah, all three times in the theater. Wow, no kidding! Come on, like I thought for sure it would be like.
2: I want to make sure that all the 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 ticket money of that that can collect as much as possible yeah no because at I, the time it hadn't been i knew even though it was it was, very, it was almost a certainty that there would be a part two the first week it didn't seem like anyone was talking about that being greenlit yet and so i just wanted to make sure they had a really good first week I wanted to help any way that i could oh
0: so, well listen um don't I, I, I wondered yeah. the only reason i asked is because i thought you could compare the two what's it like to see it on the big screen versus oh, well,
2: I, I have seen part of it on TV. I've looked at part of it on television and it's, it's just great on TV too. I didn't, I didn't watch the entire thing on TV. That's why I don't count that, but I just, just to see how it projected and how it, the impact that it had on television, I did check it out mm-hmm. and you know, it's, it's fine. I mean, I have a really, I have a great television and I have a huge television and a good sound system. And so it's, uh, it's really fine. I, I, Actually, I know this is blasphemy, but I'm one, I'm not one of the people that, that has to see a movie in a theater. Sometimes I know that there's a, an undeniable thing about the audience experience, but for myself, um, sometimes the audience, or just as the audience, often ruins a movie for me as much as it enhances a movie. I've had I've had audiences ruin movies for me more than they have enhanced them. And so I, I would just as soon not take that gamble most of the time. But this is a movie that is a totally different thing in a theater. And so I really encourage everyone to see it in a theater that can.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say that the, to me, the experience of watching it in the movie with my daughter on the big screen, you know, it was like. That's kind of like what movie going is about, you know, like for me, like that, that big spectacle, that awe inspiring, you know, uh, width of the screen. It's just, he is so good, particularly uh, Denis Villeneuve at, at that big canvas, large canvas, Mm. um, bringing you into this world. I I just think that's incredible. And what I didn't find it to be as opaque as uh, his Blade Runner movie was, I think which um, I actually didn't think Blade Run- Runner was very good, as beautiful it was as it was to look at. The plot was just terrible. And if I had any complaint about Dune, it was simply that I had absolutely no idea what was going on. But, you know, it didn't really impact it in a negative way, right? It didn't take me to a place mm-hmm. of I hate this movie. It was just I have no idea what's going on, so it's opaque to me as opposed to, Arrival, which, you know, really brought me in emotionally and I really understood the plot more. But Dune, I never read the book, hmm. so the characters were confusing, the plot was confusing, but the way it looked, like, and the adventure of it and the mood of it, I think was really, I would recommend people see it, you know, for those reasons.
2: Yeah, well, Arrival had an incredible screenplay, just a really crackerjack screenplay. Yeah. And it was based on a really... um fascinating source material too that was also really well written dune you know when you read dune as a as i did and as a lot of people a lot of guys or a lot of and i'm going to say guys a lot of people read dune when they're as one of the first science fiction books they read when they're a teenager Mm -hmm. and you know when i read it when i was 15 years old that was 200 pages into it i didn't know what was going on but it didn't matter because I'd never read anything like that before in my life. It was the first grown-up science sci-fi that I'd ever read, and I didn't know that science fiction could be like that. Mm. It it was just it's it, you know. They talk about Ridley Scott as being um, a world builder. That's what the novel is. It builds a world in a way that I never knew that could be done in science fiction before, and that's what it's so much it is is about more so than than the plot the characters are really well drawn but about the characters so much of the novel is are the internal thoughts of the characters something's happening on the surface but they are thinking things beneath the surface and they're also perceiving things beneath the surface because they're able to because of the the genetically they're able to and so you have all these layers of perception going on that you just can't do that on screen mm. unless you have a lot of voiceovers and stuff. You can't express a character's inner thoughts unless you have, you know, yeah. voiceover narration. And that, and that gets ridiculous in a movie. So, But the thing is, a mo- in a novel that's really beautifully written, and that's a feature of the novel, the only way to transfer that to the screen is the way that this movie does is to make it a visual beautiful visually, you know, the beautiful writing translates to beautiful visuals on the screen. And that's the way that, that they, that you can replicate the experience of the novel for Mm -hmm. me, I think, is you can't, there's no way to replicate the beauty of the language, but you can do it, um, you know, pictorially and design wise. And that's movie, you know, knocked it out of the park as Mm -hmm. far as that goes.
0: So um, I think given the fact that it's done really well, I think relatively speaking compared, I mean, we know that if it wasn't COVID, it would be making a shit ton of money at the box office because it's obviously, I I actually see that it's appealing even to my like conservative friends that I follow on Twitter. They're even liking it, you know, like it's, so it's, it's got broad appeal. It's not just a, a kind of an insular thing. So that tells me that it's, it's got a really good shot at the top nominations for picture director Um, obviously cinematography, production design, visual effects, um, sound editing. What do you guys think about like the acting categories and the writing categories?
1: Go go ahead. ahead. I I don't know that there's a standout really for acting. Um, I know a lot of people I think are citing Rebecca Ferguson. Is that her name? I think it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Um,
1: yeah, I think that's the name I keep hearing come up. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't know that it'll get that. And as far as screenplay, you know, I, I don't know. it's half the story, so I wouldn't be surprised if, if after part two, if that if, it, if it's a two-part thing and not a three or four or whatever, um, if part two wraps this up, I could see it getting a little bit more love there mm. um, once the story's complete. So right now I don't have it in screenplay or in any of the acting categories, okay. just about everywhere else, though.
0: Yeah. What do you think, Clarence? Do you agree with that?
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I really liked, um, I, I really liked Rebecca Ferguson's performance. Mm-hmm. I thought she, um, she did a lot with that character, um, with, you know, some actors I think could get buried in the mythology. Um, but I don't think she does. I think she, she makes it pop. I think she actually brings the strong maternal, um, instinct to it. You know, a, a f- a fear of him a love of him or a fierce urge to protect him um and it was it was the only emotional hook that i had in the film i think that if i had a problem with the film it was that it didn't really pull me in um on any kind of emotional level it's all to me it was it was just a lot spectacle i I i've not read the, the book so um you know i, I came home and, and read spoilers of the rest of the book just to kind of figure out what was going on and i'm kind of revisit the film once we get a little bit closer to awards se- uh, to uh, interview season but um i mean technically it's in all of those categories i don't screenplay i mean if it's as big of a four quadrant hit um as i hear that it is i think it probably does get in for screenplay um but Best Supporting Actress is which, you know, where they're campaigning, uh, Rebecca Ferguson. That's an incredibly competitive category, particularly yeah. since you have two women from Belfast. You've got Power of the Dog. You've got um, Angelina Ellis for King Richard. Right. I mean, those three films right there have Best Picture Heat.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't think it's getting in it's, for that. Yeah, I agree with what, you. What's up? But don't you think that that no, I'm saying just saying I agree with you on the acting. Um, not the actors are not going to go for Dune. There's no way. Right. But but the thing is, I wonder is um, screenplay. Dune is quite the uh, the hefty novel to adapt. Don't we think that there's some sort of cred in that? I mean, for me, like uh, my cred edit- adaptation is going to Tony Kushner for West Side Story, just because he's so well respected. Like that's why I. I'm putting him there, but if I didn't, I might put Dune in there for for adaptation, just because it's such a big novel and and people s- consider this a so successful. What do you think, Ryan? Is it a successful adaptation?
2: I think so. The book the book is divided. The novel is divided into three books itself. The first the, fir- the first you know there there have been there were six Dune novels altogether in the series. Really, only the first two are the the only two I've read, but. And it, the first one has is divided into three sections, and and 200 pages in is the end of book one, and that's where the movie ends. And so it that is, it really it stuck to that to that um, that part of the of the narrative arc really well. And it, there, yeah, there's a there's a natural denouement to it. I mean, there's a natural break there, so it didn't feel to me like half a movie at all. But of course, that's because I know what's coming next, and so I don't know what the experience is for people who are not that familiar right, with, right. With, the, with the material. And that's just, that was the same problem with with uh, Blade Runner, the other the Blade Runner sequel too. Um, he doesn't hold your he doesn't hold the audience's hand and walk them through a lot of exposition. He, you either know going in and you don't need it, or he. Thinks that it doesn't matter that he's going to sweep you up in it anyway, right. and I think that's what happened with a lot of people. Either we, people fall into one or the other camps
0: who like it. Um, oh. One thing I think that's because you're right.
2: It's a monster to try to adapt, and there's no way to to to. I think maybe maybe one of the reasons why it's it's um, popular on both sides of the aisle as far as politically is because it's a really political novel, and the novel has two side has the two sides of politics uh, between the two um
0: right.
2: warring uh, families and that are sort of divided between um liberal and conservative or you know more, well worse than that it's, it's uh it's uh, utopian and uh, and dystopian and fascist. It has a lot of fascist stuff going on but in But I that, think it also,
0: yeah it does and it also, it's also just a very standard kind of good and evil. I saw this guy, yeah. um, Critical Drinker who, he generally is like down on a lot of the modern um, uh, superhero movies and stuff he, he just said that he thought Doom was really good and like It was, uh, it was rare to see a movie like that, that, that had like characters acting like adults and adult themes and Mm -hmm. something deep and thoughtful. That's how he he described it. And so, you know, based on the reactions that I've read, I am definitely reevaluating the movie compared to my own reaction. My own reaction wasn't negative. It was just, Mm -hmm. you know, it didn't really implant itself. It didn't move me in any particular way or, other than the fact that it was just dazzling to watch. And I think that counts for a lot. You know, listen, I liked it better than I liked any of the, <laughs> the Lord of the Rings movies. I can tell you that. Mm. I'm sorry to say.
1: Blasphemy.
0: I know it's terrible, but it's true. Jeez. So I think if Lord of the Rings can do as well as it did, like this movie should mm. have no trouble, you know. But I, I think actors and writers are, are a prickly bunch. And and I, um, I'm not 100% sure. You never know. Like, can't you just see this getting a Writers Guild nod? Like yeah, I, I
2: can really. I, I definitely can, and I do think there's. But and I, I, I uh, what you said, um, Clarence, about um, Rebecca Ferguson really making the most of the role. I think all of the actors. You know, it's it's really. So there are so many characters, and there are so many characters in the novel too. That in a, in a two-hour movie, it's really you don't have a lot of time to new to, to 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 make your to make an impact with your character. But I think they all did. I think they all made the best of their roles. And I think that they all have brought more to the screen than maybe you would expect that there was on the page. There's certainly more on the screen than there is in the dialogue that they mm-hmm. were had time to say. Uh, there's just you just felt a lot of depth to them, like they they was it was like it was really lived in, like they're really a family. And I would I do one thing I really do like too is that the other adaptations I've seen um, didn't emphasize enough to me that paul um timothy chalamet's character paul is um he's such a reluctant hero and he's really an, a, a hero that is not confident that he should be a hero or that he can be or that he wants to be and the the movie did a really good job of, of uh, emphasizing that making a point of that and i think that you said um a minute ago that you didn't know whether we didn't know whether there would be a, a whether it be a two part series or three. If I do the third part, I think what Villeneuve plans to do is to make the third movie, um, the second book, which is Dune Messiah. And that really, for me, would make a more interesting narrative arc than just doing just the one, the first Dune book into three movies, because mm-hmm. it gets really, really dark in the second book and take a turn that you're not expecting at all. And it's a lot about what happens when you thrust a man into a leadership role that he's not sure that he wants, and then he gets it, and then what happens to him, and it's not good.
0: All right, so let's just quickly dive into, I agree with you with all you're saying. Um, here's my question, though. In, in the past, we've had these kind of splits between the um, technical Marvel and the littler movie that wins best picture, and then the technical Marvel, like Gravity wins best director. Now, that did not happen with George Miller and Mad Max. It almost did. It felt like it might be headed in that direction, but but um, Innery 2 took that directing um for Revenant second one that he got which was really the cinematographer's award sorry but that's really what that was that wasn't Mm. a directing award like he won it but it really should have just been Chivos and that was that and George Miller Mm. should have won the uh best director but anyway so what I'm thinking here is that if there is a split I've been thinking it's Jane Campion's to lose you know for Power of the Dog like she's gonna win it period the end of end of story but now I'm wondering, do you think Vanilla Villeneuve might um be that person that wins like cinematography, production design, blah blah blah, and then also director? Yeah.
1: He's my he's my three. I'm still between Branagh and Campion for director, but I do have Villeneuve three because of the spectacle. But I I have a feeling Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley will also be that kind of spectacle film, not maybe yeah as you know, like landscape wise, but I, I think there's going to be a lot going on obviously in that one you can tell from the trailer. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so that might, that might take from the Villeneuve. Boat. So,
0: and, and, but those are our four. So who's our five spot?
1: So I, I, I have renewed Reynaldo Marcus Green still, because if I'm going to yeah. have King Richard number mm-hmm. two for picture, it's really hard I for know, me not right? to have him number five.
0: And he's got to be in the DGA. Like there's no way yeah. it's not going in the DGA for him. Um, Go ahead, Clarence.
3: I was gonna say my fifth is I don't have Guillermo in there yet, but um my fourth and fifth are between Spielberg and uh, Ridley Scott. I don't know how you turned down Ridley Scott after um the last duel and then a what I which what I presume to be a, a you know a huge box office hit in House of Gucci
0: right um
3: with the prime Thanksgiving weekend release and uh, You know, a storied career. He has the Oscar story. He has never won. He didn't even win for for Gladiator. So Mm -mm. I I have him in my top five.
0: And he's, he's not nominated for The Martian. Um, even yeah. though it got a Best Picture nomination. So, yeah, but he's going to split his own vote, unfortunately, unless unless one of them is just so much better than the other. But I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we have to factor in Ridley. I just don't know who gets bumped. Um, these these already, these four feel locked. If I had to bump anybody, it would probably be Villeneuve in that case because of just because of the opaqueness of the story. But I don't think he'll get bumped. I think they'll be impressed enough with him that they nominate him. They like him anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: I think there's I think there's eight really strong looking contenders. The five I mentioned, really Scott, like Clarence mentioned. I think somebody mentioned Spielberg for West Side Story, and then we can't forget Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Right. I think that's gonna be a big player too. Those right. eight. I could see anyone any three of those eight being left out and I wouldn't be too surprised. I guess other than Brando and Campion, they they feel the safest safest right now.
0: Yeah, and I and I when I go on Gold Derby, it's so weird they have Brando so far down. I'm like, what are you people thinking? This is the best picture front runner. You don't think he's going to be in for? Be- I mean, yes, I could see in some scenario where he misses. Like that's not totally unheard sure. of. Sure. You yeah. know, like uh, Green Book. I mean, there there are a lot of examples yeah. where, but he is well respected enough that it, you know he should be getting his comeback story. But I, I mean, I, what I mean is it's possible, but if it did happen, it would be a surprise. It wouldn't be something you would expect or predict, you know, although I always right. say that <laughs> I remember when it was <laughs> Aaron Sorkin for, for, uh, yeah. Chicago seven, uh, yeah. I said exactly the same thing. I'm like, they're not going to, you know, it's one of the top front runners. They're never going to leave him off. And of course, one of you guys all predicted that he would get
1: left uh, off. Oh, I'm, I had him winning for a long time. <laughs>
0: oh, you did. Well, I think Clarence, you did, right? You,
1: yeah, uh... yeah I had him getting left out. You had him. Oh, you had him. You had him. You predicted him left out. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think I did too.
2: And Ryan. And too. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I was I was always skeptical about it, but I just I, I didn't 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 grab me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> no, I listen. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I was going to I was going to stay quiet. I wasn't going to say anything I at all. Know. Everyone else was taking credit for not
1: calling him. Oh, that's, that's, a that's a great <laughs> prediction. If you did you know, <laughs> no. not pick him in, I, mean, <laughs> I felt it was between you know him and and Chloe. So to to not have him in, that's that's. I did.
2: You know, last year I stopped talking about it. I, at first I was almost like, <laughs> almost like taking pleasure in the fact that he was. <laughs> <laughs> that he could. so dude, it became clear that he wasn't going to be I stopped talking about it. I I don't <laughs> uh, it, rub it. In. But anyway, you know, the Fine. bottom line
0: is that it is theoretically possible that there's enough backlash against sure. Belfast that he I, I don't think it's gonna happen. I would never not predict Kenneth Branagh after this. movie's winning like every award. Have you noticed that? It's winning yeah, every, every, single, award. every single one. Every single one, it just won another one. Like people love yeah. it. I mean, good luck competing with that that movie. See,
1: that that and that's why I can't imagine Brana missing. I know it's possible, of course, but like that's the type of movie I think, at least I know my reaction. I'd vote for it up and down the line, mm-hmm. right? So of course I'm going to pick Brana for director. I'm going to pick it for production design, production design and cinematography too.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, so I
1: I just I'd be really surprised if Brana. You are the top cause...
0: Oscar predictor, Mark. So I'm not going to argue <laughs> with you. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know what you're doing, man. Um. So yeah. all right. So we got. All right. So we're going to um, I promise listeners that I will do a Ryan and I both will do a conversation about the Netflix thing that's happening. We're not really allowed to talk about it yet, but we will in mid November. So hopefully the next time this is on, we can all have like a nice little chat. And also the um, the uh, for some reason, like nobody ever responds to my Twitter when I say we're having a podcast. But today, like a lot of people did. So we Definitely. have, we That's have, good. Yeah, yeah, we have actual questions. So, um, so w- when we get done with whatever we're talking about, what was our next thing on our agenda? I knew we were going to do contenders. Oh, let's do Oscar squad really fast. So Clarence, what did you think about that? Like, how did that did was there anything that surprised you about putting it all together?
3: um one thing that really stuck out was licorice pizza is uniformly in everyone's prediction being in the top 10. of course along with with house of gucci king richard power the dog and belfast those other four titles aren't quite as surprising it is a little bit surprising that licorice pizza makes it in according to everybody particularly considering only two people think paul thomas anderson gets in for director oh and mm-hmm. yeah and uh well everybody has him in for screenplay um you know, if, mm. if, if that film is going to be, and, and, and a couple of people have him very high up on, you know, in the top five, mm-hmm. excuse me, have the film to- mm-hmm. in the top five, which is interesting. Um, you know, because if it's that, if it's going to be that popular, if it's going to be that well-received, he, he gets in, somebody's got to fall out.
0: Yeah. That's, it's weird because I would have pred- predicted it to be the opposite way. I would have predicted it to be him and director and, and not picture if I had to, split it just because mm-hmm. you know he is a beloved director from what i've seen i mean i don't know like i i've heard different I've, I had a, i'm sorry i don't no no go no, ahead no 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 i, no. No. I, don't have I was just going to
2: I, I forgot i totally forgot whether I had actually put, put him down or not, but I see that you I did. have him mm-hmm. down for number two. He's my number two right after Jane Campion. And so, yeah. but, you know, at this point, I'm so slapdash about the chart. Not that I don't take it seriously, but I just don't know what I'm doing. I'm just a lot of just gut instinct. And I, and I, so I could not even remember whether I had him at all And there. I have him at number two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it right. looks like Jalal uh, mm-hmm. and I are the only two that had him down for number two.
1: Right. at this stage, none of us know what we're doing. <laughs>
0: yeah. So we, you're, you're good. <laughs> (laughs) there's so many movies left and that's the
3: other thing oh sorry go ahead. no
0: no you go ahead go ahead
3: i was just gonna say that's the other thing that i found very refreshing about running this this first run of the um oscar squad is that yes there's there's consensus on you know maybe 40 to 50 percent of of each category but there are people taking swings and i like that at this point in this Mm -hmm. in in the race i mean you don't there's no point in just all right. glomming onto a single consensus. Like for example, Jalal has flea getting in for best picture in nice. uh, number 10. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, he also has a really smart prediction. Um, Paolo Sorrentino for the hand of God getting in yeah. for best director that, that, that sort of wow. foreign mm-hmm. slot. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's there's some swings here. There's <laughs> maybe there's some unrealistic swings, but that's okay. It's it's early in the race.
0: I like those yeah, actually. Sure. Like, I mean, I know Scott Feinberg put out his predictions, and at first I scoffed at them. I was like, "What is he talking about? That's not predictions. Those are preferences." But then I realized, you know, it's actually kind of good to keep it all mixed up like that. It's better than have it be stagnated. You know, voters should be h- hitting the Oscar voting with with an open mind, as open as possible. And so, why not? Like nobody's gonna ever go. You know what? Back in October, I had five out of five. (laughs) You know, no one's gonna remember that. I mean, maybe somebody will, but like,
1: (laughs) I can't. I can't remember what my last prediction. No, exactly. Yeah, it's all I remember is what I have right now.
0: Yeah, so why not? I mean, it's fun anyway to look at that. Like, I have a hard time with that myself. Like, But sometimes I do. Like, I, I think I have Matt Damon predicted <laughs> for best actor, which is never going to happen. But uh, but I liked him in the movie. And so I put him on there. I would vote for him personally on my, my list. I thought he was fantastic in The Last Duel. You know, I loved that movie all the way around. I loved all the performances in it, especially. I would give it SAG Ensemble nomination and everything, you know. But it's hard to tell because you're just dealing with Twitter buzz and that is deceptive we know we have to wait for the golden globes we have to wait for the critics awards um speaking of critics awards i guess it's as good a time as any to announce that we are some of us are i'm in the broadcast film critics now and yeah i mean the only reason i did it as everybody knows i've been a holdout all this time because i like (laughs) to cover the oscars i didn't want to be one of the members to cause I felt like mm-hmm. I couldn't cover them fairly if I was ever a member of that group, especially since I'm highly critical of, them. <laughs> but <laughs> the members of our team want to be in the broadcast film critics. And the best way for that to happen apparently is for me to join first and then try to work on Good other people getting in. It's and really then I think we awesome. have, did you guys find out if you're in the other? Not yet. Okay they're applying to and then ryan's in Gallica. Oh, nice. so little yeah. by little we're eking our way into the <laughs> <laughs> we're invading <laughs> poisoning but, uh, the water yeah poisoning <laughs> the water i mean you know i i will see how it goes um but you know it's it's always good for me it's it's kind of a waste to be in the critics choice because i live in la so i can see anything anytime i you know the idea is that you guys right. that don't live in la that you could be you could have access to to these movies. I think that's really the ultimate goal um, with the Critics' Choice. It's nice. Plus, you 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 are more critic than I am. You know, you write about movies more than I do. So, Just
1: um, uh, just put my address down when they ask for yeah, like, exactly. where, where you want the screeners. I
0: that's will. totally fine. <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> um, like
2: the year that I moved to these apartments, all of my screeners <laughs> went to you, Sasha. Remember um, like that yes! year when I first moved to apartments, all of my screeners went to you first, and then like a week later, you could mail them to me.
0: Right, I know what we a fixed that though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we fixed that cuz you were just like this is not reliable. <laughs> These are not no, getting to all right. It was
2: fine. It worked out fun, but it was uh,
0: All right. We better really Okay, so now we have Should we do the uh okay. So, yeah, sure. uh, we'll, we can we can actually um move into one of the uh um one of the um uh, questions here which is about the acting contenders. And I'll read that to you, and that'll help us to talk about, um, so it says something like, yeah. So this is from Scott, our friend Scott. Based on what is coming out, do you believe there is any scenario in which Kristen Stewart or Will Smith do not end up winning Oscar in their respective categories? He says it's not wise to call the Oscar race early, but this definitely feels like these wins are locked.
3: Mm, I don't think they're locked. Yeah, not at all. So Uh, not at all. Okay. uh, no i mean i think will smith is probably i don't know it, it's it's hard to say I'm, I'm really anxious to see what the re- the um the reaction to king richard will be um and how it does at the box office but um with kristen stewart i mean so i, I i've seen spencer a second time and, and i actually liked it a lot more the second time than i did the first time not that i disliked it but uh it just it, for whatever reason it resonated me with me more the second time Mm -hmm. but um it is a risky film it is a a film that that you have to understand that he is making it as a fable it is not the crown um Mm -hmm. you know it, it it takes a lot of chances it is um it is introspective and a lot of people are turned off by that and if you know they they can say yes she's great i mean i've never seen her like that before but you know is it is it a slam dunk no i think that's that's twitter talking right now
0: Mm, okay yeah because i I think that
2: she's probably more of a lock than will smith is my gut this i I don't like to say gut instinct by will anyway that's and my just my and there's my feeling right now is that she's more of a lock than will smith is but that they're both probably the front runners yeah i think i think they're
1: the front runners. We'll see tomorrow after uh, Sasha sees Hasekuchi because Lady Gaga mm-hmm. and Jessica Chastain for Eyes of Timmy Faye. I could easily see some, you know, one of those two winning. We'll see how much people like The Lost Daughter because Olivia Colman's always mm-hmm. terrific and people love her. Um, <coughs> Francis McDormand. Yeah, I know. know. <laughs> Francis McDormand's won three, so I'm not counting her out for a fourth. Oh. I, I think that actress race is pretty. Uh, and that's just, you know, my five, there's a whole bunch of others that like Penelope Cruz, Jody Coomer, et cetera, Jennifer Hudson. Mm-hmm. That's just a tight, that's just a tight race. Will yeah. Smith. I like his odds a little better cause I don't think the competition is as severe. Um, but man, I, I just, I wouldn't say anything's a lock to win right now. <clears throat> Nomination wise. Yeah, I can, I'm good with saying summer locks, but.
0: I don't know who uh, would, would challenge yeah. Will Smith.
1: Uh, Benedict maybe. Denzel. Yeah,
0: Benedict. Yeah, I don't know. That's such a winning performance in King Richard. Like, it's, I agree. I agree. He's so likable uh, yeah. in that. You know, like he yeah. really, you just fall in love with that character. Or I did anyway. Um, yeah,
1: he's great. And you know, I, again, I think he's the heavy frontrunner. But Lock is like 100, and I can't. And, go there.
2: and nobody is going to fall in love with the with the character that Benedict
1: Cumberbatch plays in Power of the Dog.
2: Well, no, the, nobody, the, the the trick I'm a with sick him. Person,
0: <laughs> Honestly, though, the, the trick with Cumberbatch, the real trick, and listen, Will Smith is going to ace this part of it too, is yeah. that uh, he's great. Cumberbatch is great in person. Boy, what a yeah. warm, yeah. friendly, intelligent. Mark sat right next to him, talked to him for a long time, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know he's incredibly charming. And so yeah. you know it doesn't always matter. I mean, it helps if the character is likable, but sometimes it's just if the actor is that charming. But so is Will Smith, you know. So. Yeah.
1: We just haven't seen Will Smith, I think, campaign yet at all or attend any of these festivals, so it's interesting.
0: Yeah, um, and and why yeah. I have Kristen Stewart winning, and my second is Jennifer Hudson, and that's only because of the strength of her performance but also history-making, um, is that – I mean, Best Actress is so competitive. It's so competitive. Is that um, yeah. she is hot right now, <laughs> like – you know, when a woman is that hot in the season, mm-hmm. it is really hard for them not to win because they just have the fire. You know, and she has it. She just has it, and because it's partly because of how she looks, it's partly her and an enigmatic quality. Now, I will say that there is one potential roadblock for her, and that's if you if the ba- the Baftas are doing their jury thing again. So it's not going to be the same kind of thing where it's like, I know it's like five in the race. She might not even get a BAFTA nomination, but I could see a scenario in which the Royals and British Britain would be annoyed with, I don't know how Mm -hmm. they're responding to this movie, but it does sort of pin the Royal family in a negative light. Oh yeah. And so mm. that could be something. but again, the BAFTAs don't matter anymore because they've changed their voting to the degree that it's, well, I mean, last year they obviously did, but, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but you know, yeah. I mean, so yeah, we have to pay attention to them, yeah. how they go. Yes. I mean, obviously, but, but I just mean like, it's not going to be the same type of thing. It would be hilarious if they went and picked Kristen Stewart, <laughs> two, two white actresses in a row. <laughs> but, um, so I don't know how that's going to go, but, uh, but, but, You know, yeah, I would, I would say that they're, they're locked. I think that from what I've seen of the trailer of House of Gucci, Lady Gaga knocks it out of the park. I mean, it's hammy and it's, it's, but she's fantastic. Her delivery is great. It's it's pitch perfect. So I don't know if it's going to come down to the two of them, but between the two of them, I'd, I'd tip it to, um. Kristen Stewart, just based on the fact that it's seventy percent male in the Academy, and they're going to be going for the hot, hottest girl, and and not that Lady Gaga isn't hot. I know I mean, she's she's in, pretty hot. She's pretty hot, but there's there's something else going on with Kristen Stewart. I think that is that is um that that trumps that a little bit, but. We'll see. That's just me. God, please don't send me hate mail. I'm sorry. I <laughs> did not mean to insult anyone. I just calls it like I sees it. Right. and, and you know,
2: You'll know, know t- tomorrow night, Sasha, what, what the tone of the movie is, but it looks like to me and what I actually hope that the movie is, since he's already done one serious movie this year with The Last Duel, I hope that he loosens up and, does, and makes this sort of a dark comedy. About the house House of Gucci, I really hope that that's what it's like. It can the the trailer looks campy as hell, you know. And so if that's what it is, and if it's a darkly comic, that as I've been a long time since a role like that has won Best Actress. Yeah, but I would love
0: it. Well, happen. we'll just have to see. I mean, from what I could tell from yeah. that trailer, she was great. Like, and that yeah. kind of thing can definitely win. Um, In a season, if people are really just delighted by how it reminds me, you know, of Chicago winning, uh, even though the actress, the lead actress didn't win that uh, Renee Zellweger, Mm -hmm. but uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones certainly did. So if they really like it that much and it's in a front runner and she she could she could easily take that away, especially if House of Gucci has a best actress or a best picture nomination and uh, Spencer doesn't. If that happens, then I tip it to Gaga because Spencer really needs more support than just Best Act. Kristen Stewart on her own is not going to bring in that win. She's not a big enough star. I mean, she's hot, but they have to like the movie too. So um, Mm -hmm. just a nomination. But if they really love House of Gucci and it comes in with like picture director and everything, then Lady Gaga will win that. So, um, okay, so let's move on. Um, I just want to say really quickly before we ask the next question, which we'll try to get through these as quickly as we can. Maybe we should just take turns answering these. Um, But I think it would be really fun, Clarence, if we could all of us get together with the other Awards Daily team and do like a big Zoom thing for our readers for fun with Joey and Megan and Jalal and everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm reading Joey's asking us a bunch of questions. I'm thinking it'd be so fun to have him on here. Like he probably wants to talk about the Oscars, you know, so maybe mm-hmm. we could do something like that coming up. I know Ryan uh, doesn't like to do Zoom, but we could do it. We should
1: do a Zoom. We should do one of those Zoom things like we did, uh, with the Oscar. Yeah, let's do it. Thing. And we don't have That'd to bring, be bring fun, in all like those other guys daily. who hate us,
0: but we could do, we could just do an awards daily one. We certainly have enough yeah, people for that.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So we'll plan that. All right. Here's the next one. Um, I'll send this to you, Ryan. We'll do you then we'll do we'll go around. How about that? That'll save us some time because we're kind of running out. We got like maybe twenty more minutes here. so um
2: oh, okay.
0: of the yet to be scenes, who do you who do you see having the best shot to break into directors Spielberg, PTA, del Toro, McKay, or Ridley Scott? We kind of already answered that, but do you want to take a stab at it, Ryan?
2: um i'm not seeing mckay i'll just i'll just i'll just uh, throw him <laughs> in the ditch already i'm, I'm, not, I'm not seeing that happen because it doesn't look like that kind of movie and i'm not I'm not really that personally not that fond of him anyway mm-hmm. so i'm gonna just forget that he's even including the question <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: all right i think that's a good
2: pretend that didn't happen but but and what were the other names the, the other, other names uh, are I...
0: spielberg pta del toro del toro is probably a lock maybe and then mm-hmm. ridley scott
2: I'll I'll say PTA, since I did um, put him down as second choice in my Oscar squad predictions. I'm really expecting, yeah, I'm expecting that that this movie is going to be, it's going to really impress people and people are really going to like it. So yeah, that's what I would say.
0: Okay. And then Mark, this is yours. Do you think the cast of Mass is wise to rally behind one actor or put their weight behind this, this is Joey, behind the strength of the ensemble? Does that help them with the Best Picture nomination?
1: God, I have no idea. Um, I would, I would say the ensemble because I think their best chances to be probably recognized by the actors, and to maybe show up in SAG ensemble, might help its chances
0: to Wouldn't get more great? recognition
1: at Oscar. I don't know.
0: Boy, they deserve it, man. But I don't yeah, know if they'll get yeah, in there for mm-hmm. that. Okay, I'll take the next question because it's about Jodie Comer, who I love. <laughs> Landon, <laughs> Jody actually have a shot? He asks me, and I'll answer this the way Leonardo DiCaprio answers Margot Robbie in <laughs> The Wolf of Wall Street when she says, "Do you want some tea?" Yeah, I want tea. I want tea. <laughs> so yes, I uh, I think she does have a shot, and that's wishful thinking on my part. But I, I I hope that they recognize, and it's only you know it's hard because House of Gucci has Gaga and. Um, Last Duel has Jodie Comer and it's two incredibly brilliant. I don't know about Lady Gaga. I haven't seen it yet, but let's assume it's a great performance Um, in the movie. Then Gaga would probably have the edge. She's more well-known than Jodie Comer. Um, Mm. But I continue to hope and think that the Golden Globes are going to give the Last Duel a big boost. That's my hope and thought is that that's how that's going to go. I'm not counting on film, Twitter or critics or anybody to boost that movie and I think it's got to be the globes or nothing and if the globes don't go for it then it's not getting in like that's its only chance so I could see it picking up some steam in that it's got those actors man and those actors you bring those guys out to do some Hollywood stuff Affleck, Damon and you you know you have a really good chance at like a sag ensemble or whatever because of that because there's such such heavyweight star power so does House of Gucci but I kind of think that matt damon adam driver and ben affleck are a little bit higher well no you got matt you got al pacino on the other side of it you know so yeah i don't know that's a rough one man that is all right clarence here's yours considering all the oscar nominations last year were for movies streaming but resulted in terrible ratings does that prove to the academy that quote-unquote big movies should be considered if they want ratings to rebound that's a good question
3: does it prove to the Academy that they should pick big movies? I mean, I don't know that they think about it that way. I mean, I think, you know, ABC certainly wants big movies in the in the race so they can charge more ads and they get better ratings. But um, I think the Academy picks what they love. I don't think they necessarily yeah. um, say we're going to vote for big movies. And I think that's why, you know, obviously that's why they went back to 10 so that they can open it up and they those, um, those sort of down-ballot films that, you know, um, might not have gotten in are are now going to be in the top ten, so I don't think they vote with. This is a big movie. This is a big popular thing. You know, Gucci or West Side Story. I think they just vote for what they like.
0: Yeah, I agree. I wish they voted the other way though, because I don't want to see the Oscars die on the vine. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> okay, Ryan, you get one from Turkey Penis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: Turkey Penis. My specialty. Pe-
0: Okay. Any chance of the Academy making up for last year's fuck up and giving Affleck Oops, sorry. Any chance of the Academy making up for last year's fuck up and giving Affleck and crew the fucking, sorry, <laughs> respect they deserved <laughs> for the way back? It's a lot to take on in one question. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, like, that's a I'm, mouthful. I'm a little
2: bit of a loss because you know what? I didn't see the way back. I know, I know, Sasha. So you liked that movie a lot. Yeah, you liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you liked it a lot. Yeah. Um And since I didn't see it, I'm, I'm not sure how. I don't know how much of a fuck up that was. I'll tell you. I'll. I, we'll I'll just. We'll just assume that it was a fuck up, since that's what the question. That's the premise of the question. And so then, so he would. The the makeup this year would be for what? Uh, um,
0: it would be oh, like Tender like- Bar, maybe or Last two Right. Old. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh uh-huh, yeah, Tender Bar. And I know you liked that too, also, didn't you, Sasha?
0: I so, liked him in it. He was really good in it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> um
2: Yeah, I there would be that's nice. But I don't think that I don't think that they're I don't think that this the competition this year is really strong. I think in another year maybe, but not this year, I'm afraid. And I also don't so, feel
0: like they think they owe Ben Affleck anything. They gave him Buck and Argo. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, I'll have to mark this as explicit for all the F words. I'm sorry. I know some people don't like that. All right. Oh, really? Here's another. We kind of already answered this one, Mark, but this is for you. Uh, Who could be the foreign director nominee this year if there is one? Farhadi Ducournel? Yeah,
1: Ducournel for Teton.
0: And El Um, Madovar.
1: Yeah. Mine's Al Moldovar. Mm. I loved Parallel Mothers, and I'm not the biggest Pedro Moldovar fan.
0: No, I've heard um, great things about it, honestly. Oh, my
1: gosh. I loved it. So he's the highest one I have on my list for the foreign spot, unless you count, I don't know if you count Guillermo Del Toro, but, mm. um, you know, but as far as the foreign, you know, an international, foreign language, whatever you want to call it, film, then Pedro is the one that I'd bet on right now.
0: Yeah, I, I've been hearing, you know, who loved that is Jeff Wells loved Parallel Mothers. Yeah. That's good. everybody's telling me I'm, I'm supposed to actually see it. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I was supposed to see it today. I think, or no, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> Shoot. I think I missed it. Damn it. I didn't even think of that. Sorry. Screener people. Oh, I'm sorry. I really wanted to see it. <laughs> um, okay. So has anybody, Clarence has any, <laughs> has anybody seen don't look up?
3: Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, <I> don't think <laughs> they may be hiding it. No know. word on
0: that one, right? No word. All right, so I get one from Alex Jacob. No guts, no glory. Call and acting nominations that will happen that people aren't predicting. Mm. Yes, I think there's a very good chance that some of these performances from these other movies that we haven't seen, like West Side Story, um, mm-hmm. Licorice Pizza, or you know, some of these movies might produce, and maybe being the Ricardos for that matter, you know. Yes. Um, So I think there absolutely there's a chance like right now we we don't have the whole story yet. We haven't seen all the movies. Usually by now we've seen all the movies, but we've got a lot of them coming and they could just wipe the slate clean. You know, so you got to hope, you know, you got to think that there's a really good chance that, that these, these contenders that we have now aren't locked. My experience as somebody who's been doing this a long time is that we tend to think that, that, that the race is going to change a lot. and, And in the, You know, in the recent past, it hasn't. It sort of sticks in the Telluride Toronto zone. But this is an unusual year and voting starts late. And the academy is at a crossroads because of its devastating ratings and because of the streaming and COVID and everything else. So things are changing in the academy. And we just don't know how that is going to manifest itself. What we do know is that from what I can look at from the pundits, They are choosing very white nominees and I don't think it's going to be Oscars so white. I think that that it's going to be inclusive and diverse across the board and so I think other than, I mean, I think we've got like Will Smith and we've got Denzel Washington um, right? Anjanew Ellis Ellis, and that's pretty much it, but like it's not it's not as diverse as you would imagine. There's nothing in for most of the pundits except me. I have Jennifer uh, Lawrence, I mean uh, Hudson, but I think that you know you have to consider that you can't just pretend that that doesn't exist it does it's just a big thing all right so we already did the somebody asked about rebecca ferguson but we talked about her already right yeah okay you guys ready um i'll just throw this out there and anybody can answer it's from linda wasson um i don't recall who said it but after <clears throat> straight Outta compton was released during the oscars the next year someone mentioned how if members of the Academy don't watch a film, um, they sure aren't going to vote for it? And then she says, How about a discussion of the fairness of such systems? Obviously no one can force members to watch any of the films, but how is it fair any of them vote on best in any category if all films aren't included except by name only?
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Anybody wanna take that one on?
3: Preach. Pinch. yeah i mean but that's 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 like the historic problem i mean you know it's straight out of condom but it's also um do the do the right thing um there's lots of, of films that you know brokeback mountain you know didn't, famously didn't mm-hmm. win best picture because theoretically you know uh, who was it ernest borgnine
0: right mm-hmm.
3: yeah said uh, he wouldn't watch a movie about gay men You know, so it's it's you can't force them to watch. This isn't the what what would they used to do? The the was it the foreign language branch or the um, the documentary branch? It makes you go and sign in and you'd have to prove that Mm -hmm. you watched it. They can't do that with I mean, it would be great if everybody would watch everything. But I mean, I I saw somebody complaining on Twitter today and I totally agree. Um, Studios have screeners for these things. They just don't want them out right now. They flood the market with screeners in December and there's no way people can see everything.
0: No, I will tell you a dirty little secret which is that I in all the times I've been doing this and the people that I talk to, the higher-ups, the big time directors, they don't watch the movies. They don't. Mm. Their time is too precious. They don't have time to sit mm. around watching them. They'll they'll watch their friends and maybe something that they heard was good, but like it you know, a couple of like retirees or whatever are going to sit there and watch everything, but for mm. the most part they really don't. And um And I agree that it would be great if they did. I I think that that matters, but I also think that there are a lot of really not very good movies that are in the race that they would have to then watch (laughs) that aren't going to get any nominations anyway. So, you know, I feel kind of torn on it because I'm somebody who doesn't like to watch everything myself. And and it's only because there's only so many hours you have in a day and you don't necessarily Mm want to see. I know it sounds spoiled and it sounds privileged to say that, but Not every movie, you can't, I mean, this, here we go. You can't always trust the critics. The critics have an agenda and they're pushing movies sometimes for reasons that they, that, that serve them, that don't necessarily serve you, the audience. So I hate watching a movie that I heard a lot about and then it's just a total waste of time. Like it it makes me actually angry. So Mm -hmm. I can't judge them too harshly on that. Um, you know, obviously you should watch the big movies you should watch as many as you can that you've heard are good you know if you have the time to do it but i also think that if they're at home then they can turn it off they're just going to turn it off you know what i mean after 30 minutes
2: Mm -hmm. our friend brian perry um who you know who has toured for 15 years or longer he i'm so impressed with him every year he watches like 200 movies a year. He wow. makes sure that he watches all of the movies that are nominated in all the categories Wow. for the Spirit Awards. And it's so impressive that he does that. But I, another story I've told before, when I was living in L.A., my roommate was a uh, executive assistant, Freddie Fields. And Freddie Fields was at the, at the time president and CEO of M- he was the head man at MGM, and he would give his Oscar ballot every year to to my friend, my roommate, to fill out his Oscar ballot. Mm. Freddie didn't. Not only did he not see the movies, he gave his ballot away to someone else to fill out That's and mail show. in, and it's terrible. But, I mean, I can say that about Freddie now because Freddie's been dead a long time. Freddie Fields has. But, I mean, it's not a story to be proud of. And Sasha used to joke all the time yep. that that, uh, that uh, voters would give their ballots to their mistresses or their van- or their nanny. Absolutely. You when know, I was sure a kid happened.
0: and I was hanging around, like, rich people's parents or whatever, and they were Academy members, they never voted. They always gave it off to somebody. Okay. And that was a standard procedure, yeah. you know, because uh, they really geez. didn't want to watch the movies. I mean, they really didn't. And there weren't many back then that um, – You know, I I would be curious to know what the difference would be if you took a pool of people and you had them watch everything. Well, I mean, I already know we already know because we know how the Mm -hmm. documentaries go and how the shorts have gone when when they no longer could see they just vote for the popular movies. Uh-huh. when they can't watch. But I
2: will say, though, that, you know, just because Freddie Fields gave his ballot to, to my friend Tommy, Tommy knew what he was doing. Tommy didn't just, wasn't careless with the ballot. He no, probably exactly. did a better sure. job voting than, than Freddie would have
0: done. Right. You know, <laughs> so
2: it's not as if they're, it's not as if they don't know what's going on that they're not qualified to make decisions.
0: No, they do it because you know, but, they know those people are into it and they're passionate about exactly. it and that they're yeah. gonna, yeah. Yeah. that yeah. they want to vote because they want to watch the movies. They want to write down what they think is best, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, that's a good question and I know it bothers people and I know they're mad about the Academy, but just keep in mind that just because they watch all the movies doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to still vote a certain way. You just, you just never know, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I guess that brings us to a close, right? This was a quick and dirty <laughs> podcast. is a good one. What's quick
2: this? and dirty is good.
0: I remember last time Mark said top three, top three. Is this top three? Or
2: is this, is this Top two, I think. I this think this it's the top, top two.
0: two. <laughs> top, top three, top three. <laughs> this is our best podcast we have ever done. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, it's never been better than this.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine like the first time listeners that are like, this is as good as it gets?
0: <laughs> They're like, what are they even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are they talking about? It'll get better as it goes along. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. What well, it, <laughs> no, that's what she said. It takes a few times, right? <laughs> it takes so, a few times. be. <laughs> it's uh. You got to give it the old college try the first time around. <laughs> no. <laughs> um All right. So it's been great talking with you guys, and we're we are gonna try to set up a you know a Zoom thing. I think it'd be really fun to do all of us. Yeah. Um, just team awesome. AD and and go for it. Maybe we'll invite Jeff. I
2: might I might be sick that night. Yeah, I don't know, I <laughs> it's feel, gonna I might, be sick might, that I might,
0: night. I
3: might not be feeling well. The
0: en- enigmatic the, Ryan. Know, no. just,
3: just be that guy with the paper bag over
0: your head. <laughs> you know, <or> just <laughs> the, the black square, Ryan. You could do it with just the black square, Ryan. That <laughs> people do that, you know, or some other funny picture, you know, just to participate. Just um. aim the camera at Taji. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude, Taji. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscar cat. Oh, God, I have to not there cackle because every time I cackle, I have to take it out, and it's like, please stop laughing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, all right, you guys, it has been um, a pleasure, and we will That's hook fun. up next time. See
2: <laughs> okay,
0: so. all right, Night. bye-bye. Thanks for listening to all this and the Oscars, too. We will be back as soon as we can with another episode. You can find more at awardsdaily.com where we have lots of podcasts and articles and fun stuff to do. You can follow me on Twitter at Awards Daily, um, and you can find everybody on this podcast. Also on Twitter, just by going to our site and clicking on the Twitter link, and you can get a link to them. Thanks for listening.